the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, let's get underway for a Thursday show. we got a full show today. It'd be fun uh, doing it today. I've asked Gina to stop by with us from Little Rock Tours. Uh, we're pretty close to having a bus filled and moving on to a second bus for our Patriot Tour. So we wanted to get out uh, at the 6 o'clock hour for people who don't normally hear about this that's right you have a whole new audience yeah. at 6 a.m yeah and we're looking <laughs> at a you know a, a problem with uh, now with us being on at nine o'clock we got a lot more people that are are tuning in so we we did nine o'clock last week doing six o'clock this week because i think that this trip is a is a really important one the uh, the only way to to get our country back on its right footing is for people to reconnect with the history of what this nation was all about and that's what our patriot tour is going to be about in july of uh, this year if you are a a parent and you're homeschooling your child and there's more of you now than there ever have been you're always looking for some way of incorporating some history lessons so uh, i want you to listen listen closely to what this uh, this trip is is all about as well with that gina's here she forwarded the uh, terrible storms down in garland <laughs> county it was bad well you guys in. had what we had in cabot yesterday afternoon mm-hmm. it must have rained two and a half inches in an hour it i did. mean it, just it was poured. it was poor and then you know 5 a.m leaving hot springs to to get here <laughs> and then there's that lovely i-30 construction in the benton area that but see, i don't think will ever a end good driver <laughs> that well i am but the 18 wheelers who are speeding by who've likely never driven in that strip before maybe they're coming in from who knows what state Texas passing through and they get they get to that part in benton at i-30 and you've got like a centimeter on either side of you between the wall of death and the (laughs) 18-wheeler coming barreling at you and paying no attention to well speaking of that going over the bridge anymore Mm -hmm. over the river is dangerous because they're doing so much work right there on Mm i-30 you know building up this i don't know how many you know 300 lanes that they're building over there i've yet to figure out how this is all going to work by the time it's done (laughs) but they had a really serious accident right in front of simmons today on i-30 didn't block all the the lanes just the uh, the outside lane and i gotta tell you that it looked like it had just happened it was still Mm -hmm. smoldering when i went by and um, i always say man Whoever came out of that had to be really in bad shape. But because of all the safety features cars have now, you'd be surprised people get out of those cars and mm-hmm. they just got bruises and scratches. But it looked bad. It looked really bad. Oh, I hate that. And yeah. I think I-30 was shut down. Was it last week? There was a terrible accident. And you, 
going westbound I-30, and it was like over the weekend, because I heard people were posting, I'm stuck, and they're shut down, and yeah. looked like a fatality. I'm not sure if ultimately it was, but they, they shut the interstate down, and people were saying they were on their way to a wedding, and they missed it. They were just stuck there. Yeah. So. Well, until they can get the lanes open, it, you know, you just got to sit there and maybe you should have the patient. highway department on your show. <laughs> oh yeah, get our dot on. Used to do that when Randy was over there. I'll see if we can get the uh, the folks that are over there Let's now see to when come that by. Projects. And, All of us who drive from Hot Springs to to Little Rock and back frequently are like, it just. It's, I don't think it's ever going to end. Yeah, PR department over there is not as open. As they used to be mm. about coming on the air and answering questions of listeners because they Randy used to come on Randy Ort used to come on and uh, he'd take calls yeah. and then answer questions. I think it'd be a great idea. Uh, yeah, yeah. If they would do it, <laughs> <laughs> it's it, they don't call back. Let's just put it that way. Uh, Let's put it okay. Every time I get to the office, I'm like, "Ooh, I made it." Well. My l- <laughs> Yeah, the, you Especially know, just that, that, you know, everybody knows that. I used to have a parody song, and I need to get, uh, I need to find it again, and maybe we can use it because it's a great song to use during the summertime because summertime in Arkansas means orange barrels. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's like year round. Yeah, it is now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we took uh, Hooked on a Feeling. Yeah, and uh, did a song with that. Road construction, construction. You know, it was <laughs> it was a funny song. Jerry Tucker and I wrote that and had a great time with it. All right, eleven minutes after six. If you just joined us, Gina is here from Little Rock Tours. I want to talk to you about the uh, Patriot Tour that's coming up. This is something that uh, we're now getting reinstated again after going through all that garbage with COVID-19 and the pandemic and, you know, shutting people down and all of that. And It's time to get out. We're starting to start seeing people actually getting out and traveling again and going out and eating. It is, and it's a good feeling. The only problem about going out to eat is that you need to give them your firstborn to pay your bill. That is true. I went last night, this this is a true story, last night, I went and got a 12-piece family pack of chicken from a local chicken establishment. And I won't say which one it was because they're both going to have about the same price. But with tax... It's forty-two dollars. Mm, I know it's for for twelve pieces of chicken, coleslaw, mashed potatoes mm. and gravy, some uh, biscuits, and three cinnamon apple pies. And I just gave away probably who it was that I that I went through, but uh, forty-two bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not you, to mention the gas money you spent getting there. Yeah, it just is. <laughs> you know, it's just. You know, we talked about inflation on the show yesterday, and we had an expert on talking about it. And guess what? It's going to get worse before mm-hmm. it gets better. Keep that in mind. It is going to get worse. All right, 613. Let's talk about uh, Patriot Tour and this one uh, talking about going uh, to parts of the country where you can find out about what the founders really thought and how the nation, even though people try to say that it isn't a Christian nation, was a Christian nation. So let's talk. Let's let's talk about that. It it was a Christian and is a Christian nation. Pennsylvania is kind of the heart of the founding of the nation, and we're talking about how faith 
shaped the birth of our nation and the the vision of our founding fathers and that's why we call this tour the faith freedom and founding fathers tour of pennsylvania so we hit a lot of different places that talk about our freedom the faith uh we first go to amish country in lancaster pennsylvania we eat first well, yes. So there's good eating here. There's good eating. There's really good lessons and 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 tourist attractions and places that you read about in your history books growing up, but you actually get to see them and hear the stories, and more importantly, go back to how faith shaped the birth of our nation. It's twelve ninety five per person, and I can now I can say it leaves next month because now we're in June. Uh-huh. It leaves July 23rd. It's an eight-day, seven-night trip with your man, Dave Ellswick. I'll be there. We'll be there. And you get to see Gettysburg and the diorama at Gettysburg, tour the military park, go to Amish country for a couple of nights and see how the Amish live, tour an Am- Amish farm. They have something there called the Bible Tabernacle Experience. And I looked it up and read it. And uh, this is the tabernacle that the Jews were carrying with them through the wilderness. Mm-hmm. This is a this is not Solomon's temple, just so you know. This is the uh, the one that they used when they were out in exile, and it's pretty cool. It is the way they got it all set up. You get to go in it. You get to see what they what they saw back then. Yeah, and that's just one of so many different stops when we're in. Uh, Amish country. Of course, you know, Amish country is just a stone's throw from Gettysburg. We talked about doing the military park. Um, while we're in Amish country, the Sight and Sound Theater, we're going to go see this show, David. Yes. And we're seeing it in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, before it gets to Branson. A lot of folks here go to Branson for the for the shows, but um, it's, it's in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, the original Sight and Sound Theater, which... If you've never been to a Sight and Sound theater production, amazing. It's, it is. It's amazing. It's it's just, you know, you can't even describe the special effects. Live animals coming down the aisles, and you're just completely surrounded and immersed in this experience, and they bring those Bible stories to life. Yeah, they're doing Jesus right now. It's the second year of the run for Jesus, and, uh, you know, there's a large percentage of people who go to Branson and they only go to Branson when they have a new show over mm-hmm. at Sight and Sound. It is. And uh, I've got some friends that just went a few weeks ago, and they were telling me about how great it was, and I'd already seen it. Mm-hmm. I saw it when it first opened. And the special effects will uh, are as good as anything you'd see on Broadway oh, in New York. Oh, it really York. is. It really is. Sight and Sound is our Broadway of, well, the Mid-South. Yeah. <laughs> It's really good. It's a great place to go. It, it, no, it is. And so we, we do see the, the show while we're out there. Uh, we 12 meals are included. Yeah. So And we did mention Amish country. So you can you better believe there's going to be some there's Amish There's a lot cooking. of food. You haven't eaten until you, you stop at an Amish restaurant and have an Amish type, uh, say, dinner mm-hmm. or breakfast, either one. And uh, there's every kind of food imaginable mm-hmm. that comes out on the table. Yep. And it's homemade. I know. It's so good. <laughs> it's, it's so really good. It's really good stuff. It really, really is. So after. 
after our stay in Amish country for a few nights, we are going to journey just a little further east to Philadelphia. And this is kind of the, we talk about the founding fathers portion of... Cradle. The Cradle of Democracy. That's what it is. And we will see the Liberty Bell, Independence Hall, and uh, something new called the Faith and Discovery Center, which is a museum dedicated to how the the Bible and the nation was founded on Christianity and the artifacts and memorabilia. And it's brand new. It It's large and and just... It's so much to see in this Faith and Discovery Center. I have not been there, but I've been reading about it. It opened up during during the pandemic. And so that's like opening and then keeping the doors locked. That's right. We're we're here, but you can't come in. Mm -hmm. Well, now you get to go in. And uh, there's all kinds of incredible displays for this. I will guarantee that many of you will be shocked Mm -hmm. at how big of a part our Christian faith played in this country coming together, mm-hmm. and mean, that is truly what this. Because you're not taught about. it, you're not taught yeah. it anymore. You're, you're just not. not. It's kind of this. You get there and go. Well, we can't talk about it because separation of church and state. And I'm not going to get into that today, except to tell you that what you've been taught about separation of church and state is a bunch of hokum. Hokum is a nice way of saying BS, which is a nice way of saying the real words. Mm. well and i had you know i've had uh, folks sign up and i talked to somebody last week and they called and um and it was uh some grandparents that said we told our daughter we are bringing our granddaughter oh good so we do yes and so in those really if you home even if you don't homeschool your child this is in the summer and um it's a great way to uh, you know, educate your kids. Yeah, introduce them to the truth. Wow, what a, what a concept. Yeah, because who knows if they're going to hear it elsewhere. They're not going to hear it in school. All right, we will be back in just a moment. i got to get a break in. I've been, uh, I'm watching Heidi, and she's giving me the signal, the hand signal. No, it's not that hand signal. All right, but it is a hand <laughs> signal. Uh, Pat uh, Davis wants you to know, that he can save you 30 to 50% on health insurance. Now, if you got health insurance, you know that if you can save 50% on it, that's a lot of money over the course of a year. Considerable amount of money. On top of that, know that uh, you're not going to have any more co-pays and uh, your deductibles are going to fall because he's got busters for that so that you don't have to pay. You know, why have health insurance that you're paying you know, hundreds of dollars for in the, in a, a month, and uh, you you can't use it until you hit a deductible of say eight thousand dollars. You know, you got to pay that out of your pocket before they they even scratch the surface of your health insurance. And then you're saying, well, who is this that offers this? Well, choose any provider in the nation, and the way that Pat Davis does this uh, will save you a lot of money. I'm just telling you, you just need to call him. And talk to him. And a lot of you have done that. Uh, I want more of you to do it as well. I want If you've never called him, I want you to call him today and uh, talk to him and see how you can save money. 501-605-6935. Uh, uh, I'm trying to get my number here. 35, yeah. 
uh, to get a hold of Pat Davis. Let me give you that number again, 501-605-6935. And then on the website, it's Your Health Plan Man, because that's what Pat's known as, yourhealthplanman.com. All right, Patriot Tour is back. Uh, Took a hiatus for a couple of years. We're back, ready to go on another one. And I will let you know, uh, for you who have been asking, and then it has been considerable, uh, next year we're going back to D.C. Yes, we are. If they'll let us. (laughs) They've been very difficult lately. Yeah, they have been. They've been tough. They've been tough to deal with. uh, Well, the the biggest obstacle from a planning standpoint in D.C., is getting to the attractions, and you know why? Because they have a big fence around them. Well, yeah, the Capitol, the Capitol. and the Supreme Court. And and it's it's tough. Because um, you can't just park in front because they don't want you to park right. by the fence. Yeah, yeah, it, it's like difficult. And, and we like, as you know, if you've never been on a motor coach tour, we love to just pull up as close as possible because that's one of the benefits. You don't have to worry about parking. If you know, you have somebody else doing the the drive and they will let you out as close as possible to where you're going, the front door, the front door. And you can imagine in places like Philadelphia, where we're going on this particular tour, that's a big part of the convenience of going on a motor coach tour. The other part is when you get to a hotel, guess what? You get up there, the motor coach pulls up, the keys are already pre-keyed. A lot of people really don't understand how it works if they've never been, and I try to explain it. And as you're unloading, we hand you your room key. It's got your room number on it as you're exiting the motor coach, and then you grab your bag it's sitting right out there and you go straight to your room you don't check in independently at all these places it's super efficient and super convenient it works let's just put it that way and you know how many you know how many marriage fights we have prevented just because we do the planning we do the routing and we in the parking because i get that feedback more than anything we said we started traveling by motor coach because my spouse and I don't have to argue anymore when we're on vacation, and it's we have such peace and harmony when we're traveling with you. <laughs> when you show up somewhere and you don't know where you're at, you know you're in the city, but you don't know really where you're at, and so now you want to set it up so that usually your co-pilot, whoever that might be, uh, is telling you where to turn and, and all the rest, and uh, <laughs> Typically, that can get a little heated at Sometimes times. Sometimes it can, <laughs> but I get that pretty often. It, it Cup, works. It works. The, yes, the couple couples are very happy. Yes. yes, and so anyway, so so yeah, this is all part of the motor coach experience. It's called the Faith. Freedom and Founding Fathers Tour uh, with Dave Ellswick at Little Rock Tours. You can go to littlerocktours.com, pay your deposit online. It leaves next month. We're already in June. It leaves July 23rd. It's a seven-night trip. Yeah, we're about six weeks out now. I know. That's amazing. Yeah, and it's only twelve ninety-five. Yeah, a person. I know. It's very, very reasonable when you think this concludes 
those meals, 12 meals, mm-hmm. right? Okay. It includes the motor coach. Yes, first. And eight that, days. And that gets you up to where you're going and uh, deposits you in front of wherever we go as far as you can. They're going to take mm-hmm. you right downtown Philadelphia, get out, and right there in front of you is Constitution Hall. Uh, all of that is, is, is coming your way, as well as you're going out to Sight and Sound Theater. All the tickets to get into all those attractions mm-hmm. is included and we with the to, taxes and everything. That's right. And we go to uh, Gettysburg. And we also give you a bonus stop at Harper's Ferry National Park. So uh, there's so many little bonus stops to and from. And that's another important aspect of this. We don't take you all the way up to Amish country in one day. There are so many stops and overnight trips as we travel to and from our ultimate highlight destinations. But getting there is always half the fun, and we have fun things to do as we travel to and from. So just so you'll know, I won't be doing my show live on the road this year. Somebody else will be filling in for me while I do that, and then I'll call in each day and give people a little update of what we're doing out on the road or whatever because our time on the road versus my time on the air doesn't coincide exactly and sometimes the you know the motor coach has to wait for me and the people get a little tired of that so so. i I will not you did your show in dc was it from the museum when we did our patriots tour to dc many many years ago we'll talk about that when we come back we got to get to the news that's coming up and then gina will be back with us from little rock tours we'll tell you how to get those tickets all right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about uh, David Lucas. I've been talking about inflation. I've been talking about supply, demand, all of that with you for weeks now. And uh, you know that the money that you have saved, that you've put away, IRAs, 401ks, and all that is worth less now than it was probably when you put it into your savings for your retirement or for whatever reason you're doing it for, your nest egg, so to speak. So uh, how do you mitigate the the effects of uh, inflation? You heard what the guy said yesterday. Uh, The dollar in the 90s was worth about a tenth of what it was worth back in the 60s, and now it's probably less uh, than – it's lost about a fifth of its its worth from the 90s. Hmm. So, uh, you know, that that whole thing of, you know, the buck stops here for the president – yeah, you know, the 87 cent stops here uh, for Joe Biden. But anyway, the bottom line is this, silver and gold. Silver and gold can uh, can help perhaps help you out. You need to know how to buy it, though. And to find out how to buy it and how to secure it, it's not the same as buying a stock. It's not the same as buying a bond. It is not that easy. So what you need to do is learn how to do that, and you can through David Lucas. All you have to do is call them at 501-222-3315. Now, you'll learn how silver and gold could help you protect your assets. Uh, they'll work with you, and they work with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country. So you get direct prices from a dealer that you can trust, and you get to learn more about buying silver and gold and all the ins and outs. 501-222-3315. 501-222-3315. Uh, the investment advisory services offered through David Lucas Financials, an Arkansas registered investment advisor. So... Uh, check in with david i'll have him on see if i can get him on if not next week the week after he's been out traveling a little bit and it's been kind of difficult to get him on to the uh, 
the air. All right, back with, uh, of course, uh, uh, Little Rock Tours. Gina here talking about the Little Rock Tours Patriot Tour uh, with me, Dave Ellswick, that we'll be doing in July, end of July, and uh, going to have a great time doing this. And it's three important things, okay? So you've got, you've got faith, you've got freedom, and you've got the founders. Three big dots that if you, if you connect them together, you'll get a great history of why America is what America is today and why we're having so many problems in America today because people aren't paying attention to the, the founding principles of uh, our great republic. I mean, it was John Adams that said that our constitution, our republic, was only as good as the morality of its people. Hmm. All right. So (laughs) (laughs) things that make you go. Yeah. Yeah. Things that make you go. Hmm. For sure. So I'm going to I'm going to let it. We're going to get back to it with uh, with Gina. She's going to go over some more things that you get to see. Uh, It is a very reasonable price. Again, if you're homeschooling, this is for you and your kids. If you get kids that are 10 years old and older, I would say this is really going to be up their alley. It really is. And it's such, as you put it, you connect the dots to faith, freedom, and our founders. And they are all interconnected when it comes to shaping the birth of our nation. They were very smart. Our founding fathers, we all know that. And this particular tour, it's themed this way to take us back to how all of that came together. And it's a seven-night trip. We would love for you to join us. It's only twelve ninety five per person based on double occupancy, and that includes your seven nights, eight days lodging. Uh, we travel up to Pennsylvania. We see Gettysburg. We go to Amish country. We see David at the Sight and Sound Theater. Uh, we, we experience the Bible tabernacle experience we go on an Amish tour and we see the farm and and hear about how faith um, still guides uh, the the Amish people and we continue on to Philadelphia where we see Independence Hall the Liberty Bell and the new Faith and Discovery Center with memorabilia and artifacts of how the Bible influenced the founding of our country and all of this for twelve ninety five per person double occupancy, we leave July the twenty third, and again it's seven nights, eight days. It includes all of your motor coach transportation, all of those things I mentioned, plus more. We visit Harper's Ferry National Park. There are twelve meals included. That includes your taxes too. So Everything. It's all of it. That's what's so cool about this. And you get to ride on the motor coach with Dave Ellswick himself. And that's always fun because Dave is always interesting to talk to. And you meet so many different people. Yeah, you'll make friends. You really, really will. And it's just, it's a good time even as we travel. And the price is not going to change for you. The, we're not going to put a fuel surcharge on there. It's twelve ninety five per person, and think about how much it would cost to drive all the way to yeah, no, Pennsylvania. Yeah, think about that. Filling now. your tank up. That's right. If you drove from here up to Pennsylvania, you're looking what? Maybe three tanks of gas to get there. Three tanks. That's mm-hmm. that's six tanks of gas. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me to fill up my tank, it's uh, about sixty four dollars a fill up. Mm-hmm. Multiply that by six. 
and you've taken a big bite of the initial price up front. Right. And you don't have to get all all frazzled out about, don't miss a turn. And you're over in the left lane, and you've got to be all the way over <laughs> in the right lane. So anyway, just just know that you just sit and relax, and, and on the motor coach, you're going to have Wi-Fi. You can keep your phone charged up because you're going to have a place you can plug That's it right. up There's at. outlets at all your All of seat. that taken. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we know Internet is, you know, it's either gold or it's poison, one or the other. Mm-hmm. It can be used for good, bad. It's a double-edged sword. Uh, I hope that you'll use it for good. Well, and we hope that you'll join us on this trip. Yes, it's going to be great. LittleRockTours.com. You can pay your deposit online. It's $200 per person deposit. Uh, and it's, twelve again, twelve ninety five per person double occupancy. If you bring your kid, your grandkid, you have triple occupancy. The price is even lower. Uh, same with quad. $10.50 per person. If you have a quad occupancy, say you want to bring two of your grandkids or two of your kids uh, because these are important lessons that they might not learn in school. Yep. And we're going back to the principles of the founding of our great country. The Faith, Freedom, and Founding Fathers Tour to Pennsylvania, Amish country, uh, Lancaster, Philadelphia, and we want you to join us. Yeah, I want you to come along. We're going to have a really good time. You get to go to Faith and uh, Sight and Sound there in Lancaster. That's where they started at. They've got their own Sight and Sound there. It's the original. And what they show there, we see a year, two years later. Uh, and right now playing there is David. Mm-hmm. And it's this is the last year for David. And then it moves to Branson. I don't know what's coming up next year at uh, Sight and Sound. But the bottom line is, this is one that I'm really looking forward to seeing. It's it's going to be so... In, in Gettysburg, we mentioned Gettysburg and Harper's Ferry. Yeah. Uh, that is also included. And we were talking before the break, our Patriots tour in the past, you've broadcasted your show live, and I think we were talking about D.C. because we're talking about doing that for next year's Patriots right. tour. But you broadcast from the museum... I did there, and I was also broadcasting where we were staying at. Yes. I had that little gazebo The Gaylord National right there. they had a little gazebo down there by the dancing waters, as they call them. They did, and the flag guy was there. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that was a lot of fun. And I remember getting to the – do you remember this? We got close to the Capitol. I think we had – at the time, I think we had a. He was a World War II vet, and we were trying to get to our Capitol tour, and they had barricaded things. The front, and I was like, "My people are not walking this far." And I got out, and I talked to the secure. I talked to the police, right? And they came out with uh, bomb sniffing dogs. They went all through the bus. And I said, that's fine. Come through. Do what you need to do. But we're dropping off out right in front of the Capitol. I said, I have a World War II vet. I am not making him walk this far. And they did. And everyone's like, so we get up to the Capitol. And all these other buses, like the city buses, they were like, how how are you in here? (laughs) Do you remember that? They were Because we know people. And so it, it was, and the, the drivers felt so good to just sit there in front of the Capitol. And yep. It was very, very nice. To we got around. through. But uh, with so many stories on the road from these Patriot tours, 
and there's there's so much fun and just so many good memories, so many good people you will meet. Well, along here, the and way. here's the other thing because I'm I'm sure when we go to Philadelphia, uh, when you go to, for instance, Constitutional Hall, you got to park people there. They'll answer all your questions, and you're going to get goose. I promise you, you will get goosebumps. When you go to Constitution mm-hmm. Hall, you have if you've ever seen the musical 1776, the way it ends is with them signing of that. Now, that's uh, the Declaration of Independence that they signed, and it shows them all signing it. And uh, they did the same thing for the Constitution. And you, you sit there and you walk into that building and you look out at the uh, at the area, and the they're recon—they're not reconstructed. They're reconditioned the original desks and everything, the green felt tops and the ink wells and the whole nine yards. And you stand there and you just go, "This is where it all started mm-hmm. at." And and then you can start letting your imagination take over a little bit as they're telling you about the huge crowd that was around. <coughs> excuse me, Constitution Hall. As the people waited, they waited to hear this piece of legislation, this this piece that was written, and they went out and they read it five times to the people, and the people were just running all over the city and yelling about the freedom that they had. Just really incredible. Mm -hmm. It really is. And you can't. And the way you describe it, you get in there and you feel that when you're in there, you're there. You really are. You're there. You 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 get to take you get to take part in that. And I wonder how they felt. That's what I always think. What mm-hmm. the founders think. And what would I they can, think today? I can yeah. That's I can tell. I, I can tell you right now. <laughs> they had no idea of what America is today, how big it is, and how many people, and what it stands for, and uh, how far off the rails we've come. Mm-hmm. Truly, truly coming off. All right, got to get our final break in here. With PI Roofing, let's do that. And then we'll come back and we're going to go over everything one more time with the cost, with the contact number that you need so that you can be part of this uh, this great trip uh, for the Patriot Tour. Dave with Patriot Tour. Coming back again, the Little Rock Tours and uh, Faith, Freedom, and Founders. PI Roofing wants you to know that, uh, hey, you've been through some big deluges the last few days. See any... Uh, changes in coloration on your ceiling maybe a leak if that's the case you need to give them a call 501-707-3551 visit them online piroofing.com and they will come out and you know after the rain's over with after the lightning has stopped and it's a dry out they'll come out and look and find where that leak is at you know a leak can be caused by as simple of a thing as an uh, a nail that's sticking up just a little bit and the water hits that and it follows it down the last leak i had in my roof was in the garage but it didn't show up in the garage it showed up in the kitchen the weirdest thing because water follows path of least resistance and but they found it and all it was they had they found the nail drove it back in put a little piece of um, material over it leak fixed it's amazing what they can do. But uh, they've been around for over 20 years. Go with the uh, folks that got the experience. Go with people that you know you can trust. Go with the people that get great uh, you know, results from the Better Business Bureau and all the rest of them. That is P. 
I roofing. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt. Medi- All right, back with you. Dave Ellswick Show, eight minutes remaining here this first hour. Been talking about the next Patriot Tour that's coming up on July 23rd. Eight, uh, eight days, seven nights uh, out on the road going up to Philadelphia, the uh, city of brotherly love, and stopping by Constitution Hall and a lot of other uh, areas, a lot of other uh, sites to see. You can head down the, head down the road. Uh, not, you can, it's within about three blocks, and you can go and see the lady who put the American flag together. Betsy Ross. Yeah, Betsy Ross's house is there. Benjamin and, Franklin's grave yep, is there at there's the there's so much. There's so many things to see. I'm, I'm just telling you so many things. What's so unique is you go get yourself a, you know, a Philly cheesesteak somewhere, which mm-hmm. they sell on just about every corner. But you can go and uh, be walking down, and you'll see these elementary schools. Mm-hmm. And there's graveyards in the playground. Wow. It's something. And why? Something to see. Because those are founding fathers and stuff that are buried there. It's just really an incredible uh, historical experience. And then you're going to get to see Gettysburg. Uh, Gettysburg was the turning point of the Civil War mm-hmm. uh, towards the north. And it gives you the opportunity uh, to, to actually see where you know Pickett's charge was and why it was so deadly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll, you'll have a better understanding of that. And uh, it's a, a unique experience in and of itself. You get all of these states that built all of these monuments mm-hmm. that are on Gettysburg for all of the divisions and, and men and that, uh, that fought that war. You know, over 300,000 Americans died in the Civil War. Uh, it's a really dark, dark time during, for, our, for our country. Uh, Harper's Ferry, I'm looking for that, you know. Have you been to Harper's Ferry? No, I have not. I want to go see where John Brown's body is a moldering in the Mm -hmm. grave. That's a song, if you didn't know. Okay, so anyway, and and you'll find out who John Brown was. There's a lot of history around that specific point. Mm -hmm. It's hard for people. picturesque, too. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's hard for people to understand that something like a fairy Mm -hmm. can play such an integral part in history, mm-hmm. but it does. Sight and sound, you get to see the production of David, you get to go to Amish land, you get to go, you know, we'll drive through a place called Intercourse, Pennsylvania. <laughs> There's all kinds of places that you get to go when you're when you're on one of these tours. It's going to be fantastic. And you get to sit and relax, and as we're out on the road and we're traveling there, we'll have, I think I'm going to buy the, uh, the Ken Burns uh, 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 three-part series on Benjamin Franklin mm-hmm. so you can sit as you're writing and watch that mm-hmm. and be you know learn a little bit about history There's, yeah you, I mean you're entertained along the way as you mentioned we watch historical documentaries sometimes we watch movies yep. sometimes we play trivia we give away prizes uh, you can sleep if you want to you can participate in in the in route games that we play for prizes but we want you to join us littlerocktours.com is the website you can pay your deposit online we highly encourage you to bring your kids your grandkids yeah probably ages 10 and up especially if you're homeschool i'm just telling you a great opportunity if you're homeschool the ultimate field trip where they can learn history and the principles of of the founding fathers and how uh, the Bible and Christianity helped 
uh, shape the birth of our nation. Here's a, here's a word I like to use: forge. Forge. It helped forge. It did. America. It really it did. did. Uh, so just join us. You can call five zero one tour bus. That's the phone number five zero one tour bus. Uh, hit option two when you call it because it'll take you straight to the tour department directly. You can sign up over the phone or online at littlerocktours.com. $12.99 per person leaves July the 23rd. So many different inclusions. That $12.95 includes your tax, your motor coach for eight days, all your lodging, your 12 Everything. meals, your show at Sight and Sound Theater. There's so many inclusions that we've talked about in time on the motor coach with Dave Ellswick himself. Yeah. I'll be there, but I'm not. To, I'm not the star of this trip. <laughs> the star of this trip, I believe, is going through Amish country. But Gettysburg and and uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia are the stars of this trip. And if you want to get a picture with Rocky while we're in Philadelphia, run the if, run if, you, up the if you don't mind running up the stairs, you <laughs> go up and get a picture of yourself with with Sylvester Stallone as Rocky from the movie, the very first movie. You remember that's where it all took place mm-hmm. was in Philadelphia. So yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a great and and to walk you walk through this little museum and in Philadelphia it's there and you're going down the hallway and all of a sudden you come like to this area. And right in front of you is the Liberty Bell. Yeah. The just Liberty sitting Bell. out. Mm-hmm. Just sitting out there. You're like, oh, wait, that's the Liberty Because you, you see a crowd. You're like, what? Why is everybody gathering on that? Because <laughs> you're in the middle of like the square in Philadelphia. Yeah. Right, what's, what's the attraction over there? Oh, that's the Liberty it's Bell. It's the Liberty Bell. And then across the street is Constitution Hall. And to the left of that is, if I remember correctly, is the church mm-hmm. that we're talking about with Benjamin Franklin and and Rutherford and some other founding fathers were buried at. That's what I got into. I was walking around and reading the tombstones. Benjamin Franklin's tomb. That was just, there he is. I ask that question every time I go there. I've been there three times now. I look, I said, Ben, what do you think? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's the one who said, when somebody said, what have you done for us? He says, we give, you know, we gave you a republic if you can keep it. Mm-hmm. Still a good question today. Gina, always a pleasure. Thank you for you know bringing taking your rowboat and getting through the uh, through the, <laughs> the rain and, rain and coming up here. Always for having Rock. me, Dave. Always enjoy it. All right, call today. Get set up and uh, let's fill up uh, a couple of buses. Let's take a lot of our Kansans over there and learn about some history about our great nation. Duck is up next. We're going to talk cars here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Second hour, Thursday edition, Dave Ellswick Show. 
Our thanks to Gina from Little Rock Tours coming in and talking with us about the uh, tour coming up in July, starting on July 23rd, and uh, it will run through the end of the month and going up to Philadelphia and going up to Amish territory and up to Gettysburg and a whole lot of different areas up there and uh, put you back in in uh, touch with uh, your history as an American and how important your faith or our faith is uh, for all of the things that are going on in this country. Don't let anybody ever tell you that uh, Judeo-Christian thought was not important to the Founding Fathers. Because you're going to see it up close and personal when we take you up there, of course. Duck is here. Joe is under the weather. His uh, allergies are just giving him fits, so he's not here with us today. You know, he could have been here, but he he wouldn't have been able to talk. He'd been croaking on the air, so <laughs> not, not, not possible. He didn't sound good when he called me no, yesterday. No, not going to happen. So let me tell you, Duck, about a new car. Have you heard about the Mercedes AMG One? Nope. It costs. They're already <laughs> sold out. They only made two hundred and something of them. It's it is. You can't drive it on a, a, a road in America. It's not street legal. Two point seven million dollars for this car. It's based on an F one. Now, anyone who knows about cars knows that stock stock car racing is a huge driver of what you get in your Everyday. Everyday car. Well, now F1 is starting to do the same thing uh, over in Europe. But let me read about this. They've turned uh, Formula One into a stock car racing series. The uh, automaker, Mercedes, has unveiled, and, and Mercedes has been dominating F1 for years now. The uh, automaker has unveiled the Mercedes AMG One. A supercar powered by a street-legal version of the engine used in its championship-winning F1 cars. Mercedes-AMG is Mercedes-Benz's performance and racing division. The uh, two-seat coupe, or coupe, whichever way you want to say it, features a 1.6-liter V6 with an electric motor-assisted turbo mounted amidships. Listen to all of this. This is incredible. It also has another electric motor between the engine and a seven-speed transmission and two more engines powering the front wheels. The combined output of the powertrain is 1,049 horsepower. (laughs) Let me repeat that to you. 1,049 horsepower. Horsepower, making it the most powerful Mercedes-Benz of all time and more powerful than even the actual F1 car. The turbo's electric motor alone is rated at 221 horsepower and helps spin it up to reduce lag as the exhaust pressure builds. The one can accelerate. Now, usually we talk zero to 60, right? Yep. How about 0 to 186 miles per hour in 15.6 seconds and hit a top speed of 219 miles per hour? You couldn't take your back off the seat. Isn't that amazing? That's incredible. Uh, Active aerodynamics, including a deployable 
wheel, uh, rear wing, and gill-like vents. Yeah, that's on, to hold on, it to the ground. On the top of the fenders are ge- engineered to increase the downforce for better handling at high speeds on a track. On a track. Right now, it's not street legal. Why would you pay something $2.5 million for something that is not even street legal? It ain't even close to being street legal. Yeah, not even. Yeah. It's kind of like going and getting a, a Formula One car that runs up there in Indiana and putting it on the street. Yeah. You know, that's kind of what, you know, kind of what it is. The car is also capable of driving short distances in a hybrid mode that uses only the front motors until more power is needed, at which point the engine fires up, with the result being a top fuel economy rating of 27 miles per hour on the European test cycle. Yeah. It won't be getting an EPA rating because it's not street legal in the U.S., Mercedes-Benz said that in order to preserve the unique character of its Formula One powertrain, we have concluded that meeting U.S. road standards would significantly compromise its performance and its overall driving character. Mercedes uh, AMG will only sell 275 examples of the one at $2.7 million each, but don't get out your checkbook because they're already sold out. Incredible. So why would somebody? Well, I understand why somebody would want it. You know, someone with plenty of money. But you, and I'm sure over there you can't even drive it on the roads over there unless it's on the certain roads you can drive it on. But I mean, that's just way too much money and way. <laughs> I um, would love to drive it once. Oh, I ain't say I wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't want to drive it, but you know that's the. Uh, you know, but that's just. I'm not going to own one anytime soon. No, <laughs> I'm thinking some oil shake somewhere. Yeah, we'll have one. Some Saudi maybe, Arabia. Maybe guy Jay Leno yeah. will pick one up and put it in his garage. It'll never get uh, be driven, but it'll sit there and he can look at it. Yeah, the uh, steering wheel looks yeah. like an F1 car. It's square. Oh, really? Yes. That's uh, <laughs> too much. That's just. That's just incredible. Yeah, it's just too much. It's just unreal. It's, uh, you know, that they can, I mean, you can take a, <coughs> you can take a, a six-cylinder gas burner now. You can take a four-cylinder and make it make 300 horsepower. I know. Without any trouble. That's what I always say now. I look at these uh, these uh, cars that uh, have the power of the old muscle cars back in the late 60s, early 70s. And we had 440 cubic inches of engine in yep. our front. And you'd pull up the hood, pull the pins out, and then open it up. And you look down in there, and it was nothing but this huge piece of machinery. And now it's yep. about one-fifth the size of yep. that. And there's plenty of room to get your hands around it and work on the oh, engine. Yeah. You, I mean, you could crawl in and lay down beside it. I mean... Yeah, not now or not then. There was no room at all. My wife's got a 20-model um, Terrain Denali. It's got a 2.44-cylinder turbo in it. And I I bet it's quicker than my truck taking off. That's pretty impressive. When, when you can hear the turbo when it comes in. Pew. Yeah, and it. I mean, it just it's just got great accelerations. Uh, but the only thing about them cars, you got to keep them service. Well, yeah, I'll, because if you don't, it 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 mess up the the turbo on them, and it gets very expensive. And then the problem is, and here's the main problem: 
you got to get in there and get that oil changed. Yes. Immediately when it says change the oil. In fact, you know, be better than that. Be like Duck and I. Be really defensive about it. Go by what your daddy used to tell you, 3,000 miles. That's On them cars, they need to be done every three to 3,500 miles. If you do that, you'll be surprised at how little problem you probably will have with them. And if you take tender loving care of Dave, just like your car, I mean, you know, I had a Chevrolet pickup, a 0102 model they run parts in. It When I sold it, it had 721,000 miles on it. Wow. And I sold it to one of my guys, and he's still driving it every day. Now, I, had, I did put one motor and one transmission in it. Well, I put a motor in mine, and uh, I put a transmission. I may put my second transmission in. May, I may do that. I'm making up my mind about it. I've been talking to the my my accountant, my wife, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> same way at my house, and asking her. What does she think? Does she want to take on a car payment again? See, that's what you get to. Mm-hmm. You get where you you haven't had. I haven't paid a car payment in five years now. Get spoiled. Yeah, you get you do get spoiled because car payments aren't cheap by any nope. stretch of the imagination. Nope. So I'd much insurance rather insurance goes up. I'd much yeah, a lot. You know what my insurance is right now? In full coverage, fifty one dollars. That's cheap. Fifty-one dollars. If I knew, and it, it'd be a hundred and ten or twelve dollars a month. It'd be more than that. Full coverage be over two hundred bucks. I bet you. Nah, hundred ten. Well, Amazing. I don't know now with everything. Because I add in, you cars. know, I put on mine. I got road service and all that kind <laughs> yeah. of stuff on it. So, because I don't want to change the tire on the side of the road. Anymore. Um, I have somebody else come out. And do that exactly, that somebody else is coming. I ain't doing it. Yeah, they can. They can bend down on the side of the road and and do all that. Yeah, watch the idiots come flying by. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, i got some more news about cars for you. This one about the Corolla. Corolla was the best-selling car about uh, five years ago. It's dropped off a little bit now, but it looks like Toyota has decided they want it to be back at the top again. They're making some interesting changes. I'll tell you about them when we return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I was just talking about changing a tire uh, don't do it yourself. I'm just telling you, it's just not safe. It's it, People drive crazy out on the highway. And uh, even if a truck is in the far side of the, that, that suction that they cause when they come by you, uh, will freak you out. And you got to make sure, you know, they, they give you that little piece of trash that they call um, a jack to get out and, and do your, you know, things like this and, cranking the the lug nuts and all that don't do that just call east end towing let them take care of it for you all right most of you have roadside assistant assistance and east end towing can take care of it for you no matter the situation you're on the side of the road they can handle it they've got the answers all you got to do is call them 501-888-8849 501-888-8849 that's the number for east end towing all right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. Duck is here, Duck's Garage, over there in uh, the Benton area. You'll want to go uh, visit him. Uh, just know that if you need a big job, it's going to be a couple of weeks out. At least. You know, they're, they're really really backed up, especially if you happen to be one of those big diesel drivers. Mm-hmm. Just know that they are. Are you ready? I already told Duck about this. He, 
He's just still he's still shaking his head about this. Uh, we need to see, get somebody to buy one so we can drive it. Down. Yeah, just put it on display and and call us, and we'll come over and look at it. Yeah, but no, we need to drive it to make sure it's it's what it is. Yeah, I it. would expect that they'll let us have a test drive. I just got to say, they got a new Corolla now. They've taken the Corolla and they've made the GR Corolla Marizzo edition. It's a track focused version. That means racing focused, folks of the GR Corolla with several high-performance upgrades, and there's something that is missing. Despite the fact that the Marizzo has four passenger doors, it only has two seats. That's because they took the rear bench out, removed it in the name of weight savings, and a structural brace was installed in its place that helps stiffen the vehicle to improve its handling and create a space to bring four wheels, four <laughs> tires along, so you could use them at the track. And uh, the nearest track that you could use it is if you went over to Memphis. Yeah. Because you're not going to get out on a dirt track with this. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. The Michelin Pilot Sport Cup 2 tires that come on the car are wider than the ones on the standard GR Corolla, and wrapped around unique forged alloy wheels. The Marizzo is powered by a turbocharged, and we just talked about this, smaller (laughs) engines delivering immense power. This is a 1.6 liter, that's small, 1.6 liter, three-cylinder engine, but it produces 300 horsepower, and 295 pounds of uh, per foot of torque yeah, at the wheels that drives all four wheels through a six-speed manual transmission and differentials with shorter gearing than the other GR Corollas have for improved acceleration. No, no, no word here about zero to sixty. Sixty. Yes, what I have anything to say. here. The suspension has also been tuned for track use. Brake cooling ducts added for the Ford. Now, this is just like, again, an F1 car. Uh, they they cool the brakes by having the, the those ducts on the, the, under the wings, basically, of the F1. Same thing now uh, with the regular car. Brake cooling ducts added for the 14-inch rotors. Those are big rotors. Uh, yeah, a, a, a full-size pickup don't have but a 13-inch rotor. And the steel roof that they used to have removed. They took, got rid of it. It's been f- replaced with a forged carbon sheet molded panel to further reduce weight and lower the vehicle center of gravity. Oddly, as with all GR Corollas, the Marizzo comes with an electronic rear seat reminder system that's usually meant to avoid drivers forgetting their children in the back seat. God forgive you if you forgot your tires yes all right uh as for its unusual name marizzo <laughs> is the alias that toyota ceo akio toyota used when he first entered competition as a driver with toyota's gazoo racing team back in 2007 you want to know what one's going to cost don't, don't ask know. they don't they haven't announced it yet but toyota is only making 200 for 2023 $100,000 or more yeah or more considering we're only making that many but yeah there again Dave you couldn't run it up and down these interstates no and well I guess it's street legal but still 
Yeah, but, you know. It's going to move like grease lightning. Oh, yes. You know, and and there again, you know, we were just talking about uh, these little four-cylinders making all this horsepower. That is a three-cylinder. Three-cylinder. That That's amazing. And it's all done by the turbo and by how many RPMs. It'll probably turn somewhere into 7,000 RPMs. So how would they set up the chambers on that? Two, one? Is that the way it would oh, be, be on the straight block? line? Oh, straight down yep. the middle. That'd be straight line, and in, in, uh, uh, you know, it's probably how they're getting some of the extra power they're picking they up. They are, too. and it's probably got two spark plugs per hole. That's how they get extra power, and that's how they make it burn all the fuel when it's going through it. And you want to do that with <clears> fuel <throat> costing four dollars and sixty nine cents a gallon on average? Yesterday morning, I, I was running parts. <laughs> it, Walmart was four oh four. Yeah. Ten o'clock. I went back to the shop and looked up at Walmart. And it was four twenty nine. Wow, really jumped twenty five cents yesterday. I saw Sam's in the uh, over in North Little Rock <laughs> finally jump over four dollars this weekend. They were yep. at, they were four oh three, and and that's a dime cheaper than most places in Cabot, a nickel cheaper than what it is right there by Walmart. So. Since I'm pop, since I'm passing by, yeah. I might as well save a few cents and I yeah, fill up cents there. in my pocket's better than theirs. Yep, you're exa- yeah, you're you know, exactly right. Got to the point that uh, people are not traveling there as much this year as they have been traveling. Well, get ready. They're saying they're still saying it that uh, by the end of August, very well could see six dollars a gallon. Yep, and 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 they're doing that so that you will help move us into the new green deal. That's most, what it's all about. The transition's on is on its way. But most people can't afford electric car, Dave. No, I know they can't. I understand you know, that. And another thing even too, Elon Musk who wants people to buy electric cars he even says understands it. it. Yeah, and and another thing too, you know, even though they're hollering and screaming these batteries are going to last 20 years, no. They don't know that. No. They, they haven't had the ba- batteries around for 20 years. Did you see the 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 city bus up in, I can't remember if it was New York or where, sitting there waiting to pick up passengers and the batteries up on the roof shorted out, caught on fire and blew up? No, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. It was on the news here a couple of weeks ago. And there again, you know, if I had an electric car, I would not put it in my garage because you could wake up in your house burning to the ground. Things to keep in mind. It's new technology, exactly, and you it's know. new, and it's going. You know, it is. It's something that hadn't been out very long, and they still kind of like everything else. We don't know all the ins and outs yet. Now, I talked to you know State Senator Mark Johnson. He owns a Tesla. Uh, his was at the thirty thousand dollar range. Uh, it's it's one of the poor man's Teslas. Yeah, but what he's I had it, it what now three or four years? About three years, I guess. And uh, he he sold on it. He loves it. He thinks it's a great automobile. And I don't I don't disagree that it probably is a great automobile. You only sell automobiles if you make them good. All right. Uh, well, the thing is, if you had now one there to go was Dotson. All right, so I can see. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but but there again, Dave, I mean, that thing come out when gas was 3 and $4 a gallon back in them days, and yeah. they sold a ton of them little Datsun cars, I know. Yeah, I, I bought one when I went to Guam in the 70s. Yep. Just so I could get around the island. Yeah. Well, was it B210, isn't that? Wasn't yep, B210. That's what I had. And they was cheap, and yeah, they, they were, were forever on a gallon of gas. And yep. 
you know. But uh, there again, uh, electric car going back and forth to work would be great. Going on vacation, I don't know about. Not it. right now. Not, they just you can't pull into a recharging station and charge your batteries up uh, in the same time it takes to fill no. your car up. All right, new. Let's get to Bill O'Reilly, then we'll come back and talk with Duck some more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about Bumper to Bumper. Bumper to Bumper services your car through the Bumper to Bumper Certified Service Centers. Or if you need a part, you can go to one of their parts stores, and you know you're going to get one of the best parts that you possibly can. Two-year, 24,000-mile guarantee on them. Uh, if you get them put in by a uh, bumper-to-bumper certified service center, uh, you, you've got that uh, backup on that warranty that they were placed apart absolutely free. Yeah, that. and that's they pay for it. And that's anywhere, Dave. Anywhere in the United States, you just dial a number and they'll get you took care of. Um, you know, and and you've had that happen. Yes. Yeah, I had uh, Joe put alternator on the customers, and he moved from Cabot to Benton. And Joe said, go over and say, Duck, he'll take care of you. And the guy come over here, and sure enough, the alternator was bad. It was almost two years old, and they paid to put another one on it. And That's why they 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 enter all that stuff into computers now. Exactly. Yeah, they know how long it's been there. Now, if you use a bumper-to-bumper uh, credit card, you get three years and 36,000 miles yes. on the parts. So keep that in mind And they're all good well. people. And, and like I say, Dave, they've got parts stores. Most all you small towns has got a bumper to bumper parts store in it. Like, if you're up north, up around Hardy, there's there's two up there. There's one at Ash Flat, and then there's one, one right there at places. Highland. Ash Flat's one of my favorite places to have breakfast at Meacham's. Yep, love Meacham's. I've, I've had it at Meacham's, and there's a place in in Hardy now called the Snack Box. Oh, I check about, that out. They're then. about like Meacham's. It's a uh, it's originally, Dave, it was a Waffle House a long, long time ah, okay. ago. And this lady bought it and opened it back up, and she added on to it. Made a run with it, huh? Basically, in Hardy, that's basically the only place to eat breakfast. All right. Do they still have, are they like Meacham's? Do they have those huge biscuits? Yes, they do. <laughs> and she will spoil you. If you've never been to Meacham's, and now evidently, what's it called, the Snake House? What snack house. Oh, the snack house. So oh, I thought you said snake. Yeah, I think that, snack house. That would have been a great name for it as well, being up in Harding. But the, it's really the name of it's corner booth snack house is what it's called. Okay. So the bottom line is this. All right, those biscuits are wonderful, but you know, don't like think it's like regular biscuits and say and they say, well, how many? Do you want a full biscuit or a half a biscuit? They're not making that up. I mean. If you're not really, really, really hungry, get a half biscuit. It's like kind of like your grandmother used to make them cathead biscuits. Yeah, they're big. They one are one is all you really need with a little bit of gravy on it, and you're through for the day. They're good. Oh, they are so. But they got a bumper to bumper so right good. across the street from Meacham's, Dave. Yeah, there's a bumper to bumper store, and you can go in there and get anything you need. That, you know, if they ain't got it, they'll have it the next day for you. You know, by their trucks coming in every day. They're all good people. You know, you just you you got you know, you can depend on somebody, Dave, and they're the people you can depend on because they're all good people. From Jerry Rocher all the way down to Crow to, uh, you know, Kenny Payne and all of them, they're just all good people. They all do their jobs and do them well. 
And don't get me wrong, they're like all the other parts store. We're having problems getting some parts right now. Some filters right now for like big trucks, we're having trouble finding them. Fuel filters, cartridge fuel filters. We've actually had to take some out and wash them out and clean them and put them back in because we can't get them right now. Yeah, just the way it is. Because the paper, the medium they call it paper, is they don't have the medium to make them with because they're, they're two micron filters. And they make the medium in China. Yes, sir. All right. This is something that's going to have to be dealt with. We're going to have to start getting our manufacturing back to where it's supposed to be. Yes. And, and they say, well, what we need to do is find countries that are, you know, our buddies. And we can go over and do it. No, no, let's just do it here in the United States, all right? That would be fine with me. About 95% of our medicine is made in China. Yeah, I'd much rather it be made right here in the United States. So keep let your, let your elected official know that you feel that way. Anyway, bumper to bumper, yeah. they'll take good care of you. Uh, know that they have been in business now. This is the 100th. And first year. Yes, 101 years old. And, or a bumper to bumper. And if you need one of us certified centers, just pull them up and go to the, the bumper BTT and pull it up, and you can see who's closest to you. And we all do a good job. It don't matter if, if you come to me, Joe's, or Gary Henry, or or do right down at Pine Bluff. We all do a or good job. Or you go down and meet and see Philip down there, yeah, and yep. do drop and, and uh, uh, down there in Pine Bluff. They, yep. they all follow the same code of conduct so to speak they have to meet certain specifications by the way you'll be here saturday yep you're going to be saturday's uh he'll put on his his doctor's uh, coat and and sit down and we'll talk saturday about cars if you if you got a car problem you ever have one you want to get a hold of uh, get a hold of the guys on the saturday show just send it to dave at salem lr Dot com Dave at SalemLR.com, and then I'll hold uh, on to your question, and we'll deal with it on uh, Saturday or maybe on a Thursday. We can yeah. do that, Re- too. Read this the second question on this page you give me. Okay. The one with the 2013 Ford Edge. Okay. This is from Stretch. Good Southern name. Yep. Uh, 2013 Ford Edge with 235,000 highway miles. Uh, they put some miles on this rarely brake pedal gets spongy and almost goes to the floor pumping pedal does no good happen three times each time after car hits big bump on tight turn or going up and down bumpy tight turn parking garage ramp after a few minutes of driving or shutting off car it's all back to normal fluid is was at full fill line dealer blood brakes check system all look good no leaks my guess is traction control anti-skid computer has a glitch well let's turn it over to the specialist see what duck has to say it's probably not a glitch in it probably what he's got is a front wheel bearing going bad and when he's in a sharp turn it makes let the bearing roll over a little bit pushes the pistons out Either that or he's got an ABS module that's going bad that somebody's probably put some power steering fluid in instead of brake fluid. Uh-oh. I've seen that on them thing, But on these, every time I've caught what I'm doing, what it's doing, it's got a front wheel bearing bad. And the way you tell which side it is, you go get in the parking lot and you cock it all the way to the left, make you four or five circles and hit the brake, see if the pedal goes spongy. 
If it don't, cock it all the way to the right. Do the same thing, and you'll find your problem, and it's probably going to be a front wheel bearing going bad. And what it does, it pushes the pistons back out. Okay, that's not good. And when it does, because it, it lets the rotor lay over a little bit, and uh-huh. it shoves the piston out, and then when it does, then you got to let it get caught back up to straighten you know straighten the wheel back out and it's a possibility it could be abs module but i doubt it real seriously all right get Most it over to a, gonna be a get it bearing. over to bumper or bumper certified service and let them take good care of you yes right. let me get michelle in and then we'll take a break we got to get up to date with what the travs are doing uh, michelle has a 2005 pontiac grand prix why they ever stopped making these pontiacs i'll never know they were they were popular cars. They did well. Yes. And uh, they they discontinued. And that 3.8 would run forever. The only thing you had to do was put a, you had to put an intake on it every once in a while because it cracked. It's a good car. It really was. Okay. She says she got a, a V6 engine, not a four-cylinder as indicated. I have an intermittent problem, my charge system failure light coming on every now and then. And when it does, it goes out quick and doesn't come back on for a while. Some of the things I have done to try to resolve it include replacing the alternator with a new one made by the company that made the car, even though the one I took off was still charging the battery and operating the car without obvious performance problems. Okay, now let's just stop right here. Michelle is guessing. Mm-hmm. That's what she's doing. She's guessing, and but she's spending. She's throwing parts at it. Yeah, and she's spending a lot of money to throw those parts on. Yes. Uh, the reason I did this was the warning lights got more persistent, and I started to get codes as a result of some of the emission components malfunctioning. Then when I checked the alternator, it tested at 12.6 volts. Uh, checked the battery, did a, vol- a voltage drop test on both the positive and negative posts. Checked the battery current sensor for obvious damage and making sure it is installed right cleaned the battery post checked under the hood for loose or damaged wiring all pigtails have their clips what could be the problem duck need the ecm on it okay so it's gone bad it's got an internal fault in it and uh if she could take it somewhere and get somebody to pull the ecm up you can find a fault in it and the ecm is controls the charging on them things just like they do on these new cars. If it don't need it, it won't let the alternator charge. It just run off the battery until it gets down to below a certain certain point, then it kick the alternator back on, bring it back up. But most likely what she's describing, the ECM's bad. They did have a little trouble with ECMs on them things. Not super, but they're pretty easy to buy to them. Most of the time they're two to three hundred dollars to buy one program it and put it on. You're looking at probably six hundred dollars time it's all said and done. How much was it that do that alternator she probably spent she bought ac delco alternator she probably spent five hundred dollars see that would have paid for fixing it yes just keep that 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 spark and i mean think about it for a moment yeah and there again you know it's um one of them you start throwing money at it and next first thing you know you've got two or three thousand dollars and you still got the same problem and the uh, certified service mechanic the uh the technician has to figure out what you did uh, before he can get to what the real problem is. Yes. And there again, if you'll take it to somebody and let somebody with a computer system that can look inside, not just pull the codes up, look inside at it and see what's going on internally, 
then you can figure out what's going on with it. But most likely it's going to be an ECM bad. All right. So remember what your folks over at the Bumper to Bumper Certified Service Center will say. Test. Don't, Michelle. Don't guess. Yes. Because that's what she did as far as the alternator. All right. Got to get our final break in. Let's do that. All right. Back. Final segment. It's 10 minutes till 8. Then we're going to take a break and have some talk about some uh, financial stuff for you. And then I'll be back at 9 o'clock. We'll be talking to uh, Michael Warren Davis. Got a new book out called The Reactionary Mind, Why Conservative Isn't Enough. And then a book that I'm really looking forward to talking to the author about, uh, Stephen Mosher. We've had Stephen on before. He's written a new book called The Bully of Asia, Why China's Dream is the New Threat to World Order. So that uh, will be some time in the next, uh, in the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, we cannot watch China too closely. I'm just letting you know. we got to watch them like a hawk. Pay attention. They steal our technology every day. Yes, they do. All right, so Bethany. Go, go to the next page. Oh, the next page. Okay. Yeah, so to you, a 2008 Ford Escape. Yeah. 2008 Ford Escape. Oh, wow. This is a short question. Mm-hmm. Why do I have to turn the key so hard for it to start? I have to turn the key very hard for my uh, 2008 Ford Escape Limited six-cylinder, three-liter engine to start. Now it won't start at all. Needs a lower ignition switch put in it. The spring's broke in it. That's why it's so hard to turn when you get it ready to turn. Think about that. See, this is why I bring on Duck and why I bring on Joe. And this is why we do the Saturday show, and you get the the use of all of this knowledge from the technicians of all the bumper-to-bumper certified service centers is because he's probably run into this before. Have. Okay. The, the electrical part's got a spring in it, Dave. And when you turn, that's what kicks the – when you turn loose the key, that's what kicks it back, and that spring will break, and it'll get wound up in there, and then you – you got to push and turn so hard to get it down there into the start position, and then this. And it probably, if you could talk to her or talk whoever it is, they'll tell you they got to turn the key back by hand uh, okay. because it won't kick back up. And it needs the the elect, It's what we call the electrical part. It's not the tumbling key. It's the electrical part. Okay, so you got to get into the steering column to fix pull that. Pull the right? covers and everything off of to get into it. All right. What steering you, wheel don't have to come off. What of are you it. looking at to fix something like that? Oh, it. The, Depends on which setup she's got. Probably six hundred dollars. Okay. The Just part's gonna run two to three hundred dollars. And, and I'm going to figure that this is a woman because the name is Sandra. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't know what their pronouns are. Just so you know. No. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, we got a lot of women this time. Janie has a 1999 Jeep Grand Cherokee Limited. When starting up the engine, everything is okay until I press the throttle pedal and drive the car. After one minute, sometimes three or four minutes, the engine starts to misfire. This goes on for some minutes, then everything is back to normal. I get less misfire if I release the throttle pedal. This happens most of the time, but not always. I hope that I can get any tip on what to do. I've changed the idle valve sensor, but it did not change anything. So you've come to the right place, Janie. Here's Duck's yeah. answer. She, most likely, it's it's probably got a. I wish she had put a code in here because it's probably going to have a three hundred, PO three hundred, three hundred one, three hundred two, three hundred four, 
most likely it's got a vacuum leak by what she's describing because when you accelerate it, it makes it pull the vacuum away from it. So you're going to have to take it to someone that can scope it and smoke it and look at it, and they'll probably find a problem, and there's probably going to be a vacuum leak around the intake or could have a vacuum hose leaking because she said then once she gets off the accelerator, it kind of goes away. So could be low fuel pressure, but bring it to one of us and, and give us a couple hours. We can tell you what needs to be done to it. Because they're going to test it and not guess. Yep. And they're going to smoke it. They're going to repair it and not work on it. And smoking, I mean by smoking, we actually put smoke inside the engine. And you go look, see where it's coming out of. Find it. Find where it's leaking out. A lot of times that's also where you can find a vacuum leak if it's around the intake by smoking it. All right. So there you go. Easy answer. Five minutes left. Uh, Joseph has a 2010 Kia Sportage. EX6 cylinder, 2.7 liter. Uh, I start at my car normally, but after some minutes, its oil light indicator lit, and the engine noised very loud. I replaced the engine oil. The car became normal, but after a short period of time, it happened again. Please help me. Strainer stopped up in the oil pan. All right. Which would say that they probably have not serviced their car the way they're supposed to. By what he's describing, he changed the oil, and it ran good for a little bit. Because when he changed the oil, they let all the sludge off the strainer. Then after it run for a little bit, it sucked it all back up on it, started rattling again. If he don't do something to it, he'll put a motor in it shortly because it'll eat the rods and mains out of it. All right. There you go. We can we, – we talk about this all the time, and we can't stress it enough – Change your oil. These new cars are designed to run on like 5W16, 016, 5W20 oil. The oil is thin. It just don't last near as long as it used to. But these new cars, if you'll change them four to 5,000 miles, they'll last forever. But they have to have what my daddy used to tell me, son, it's oil can maintenance. Yeah, it's it's like the old ad, and I think it was, if I'm not saying Pennzoil that's had it, and it's pay me now or pay me, or pay me later. later. Yep. You know, you do change the oil get or expensive. you know, and that's right. Later gets expensive. All right. Finally, one question. I'm on, I'm going to ask you because it it deals with a Mustang, 2005 Ford Mustang, uh, six cylinder, four liter engine. Uh, two questions for you about some things going on with my car. First issue I'm having is when I go around left corners on the highway upwards of 70 miles per hour and faster, my entire car shudders. Only when I'm going fast and making somewhat of a tighter curve, though, and only going left. Any ideas on that? Secondly, the second issue is randomly there is this steady, sporadic clunking noise that comes from the passenger side foot area glove box area somewhere around 10 clunks in a row i can't seem to figure out what's causing it it happens randomly sometimes when idling sometimes when driving fast sometimes when driving slow it just seems really random what would you think um i'm gonna say it probably what he's hearing the clunking noise Uh uh-huh going to be the CV shaft or a wheel bearing going bad. Okay. How about the first one? That's going to be all tied together. All right. There you go. Bring it to one of us and we'll jack it up and spin it and show you what the wheel bearing is. All right. 
I'll let you get done with your week, and I'll see you on Saturday morning. I'll see you Saturday morning. All right. Thank you, Duck. All right. Let's take an hour break, uh, get some information about your economy in your bank account and your stocks and bonds and all the rest and how to protect that nest egg. Then I'll be back, and we will talk with uh, Michael Warren Davis about the reactionary mind, and then we'll talk about China with Stephen Mosher on the Dave Ellswick Show. Get back with you, 9 o'clock hour, Dave Ellswick Show, right here at 101.1 FM, The Answer. Uh, this hour, a couple authors are going to join us. We're going to talk about the reactionary mind and why conservative isn't enough. I find that title of that book highly uh, interesting. Let's put it that way. What does he mean by not conservative enough and then uh, we're going to talk to uh, mr moser who we've had on before he's got a new book out the bully of asia talking about china and talking about china something needs to be done more and more because uh, they are i believe our most dangerous adversary as we are here now in the uh, 21st century i find it interesting uh, I turned on the TV this morning, and, and I know that Michael is waiting to talk. And, Michael, I'll be right with you. I just thought it was interesting. I turned on Fox News and Friends uh, early edition or whatever that show's called in the, early in the morning. And they were doing wall-to-wall coverage of uh, the Queen of England and her 70th year as being you know the monarch of uh, of England, of course, she was cor- uh, went through her coronation the year I was born in 1953. So I've only known her as being that per- the Queen of of England all my life. But isn't it interesting that we are still tie ourselves so close to England? I mean, seriously, they don't do that for any other country. It's just for the Queen of England that they do wall-to-wall coverage of it. Or they got a big marriage or something like that. We want to know what's going on in England. I just find that kind of interesting, to say say the least. All right, let, well, let's get to the book, The Revolution, uh, the Reactionary Mind, Why Conservative Isn't Enough. The author is Michael Warren Davis. And uh, at the top, here's what it says. Daniel McCarthy says, The Reactionary Right 
has never been more talked about or less understood. How my, uh, Michael Warren Davis rescues the reactionary sensibility from the illiberal caricatures painted by liberals, but do they dare to read him? So that's kind of an interesting lead into this segment, uh, Michael. Why don't we start off? What is the reactionary mind that you're talking about? And, uh, you know, what is a, the reactionary sensibility? Well, how is it different than being a conservative? Well, hey, Dave, and uh, just first of all, I want to thank you for having me on your show. It's a real pleasure to be here. Um, so a reactionary, uh, I say that, that, that conservative isn't enough because uh, there's nothing left to conserve. And I think that a lot of people have come to that conclusion, well, independent of me. The slogan, Make America Great Again, is in many senses a reactionary slogan. Because, you know, the Democrats fired back. When Trump came out with that slogan, the Democrats fired back. And they said, you know, how offensive. America is already great. And in one sense, America is obviously the greatest country in the world. But in another sense, um, it's clear to everyone that, that part of, some of that greatness has been lost. And people who truly love their country are not afraid to say, we need to turn some things around. We need to fix some things. And that's why I say conservative isn't enough. Because we, uh, what we need right to do right now is not to conserve America's greatness, but to take back some of its greatness. Too. And, and that's, and that's the, the basic difference between a conservative and a reactionary, to my mind. Okay. So let, let's try to put this in a way that people can really get their hands around it. If we talked economics together, how would I be... Attila the Hun conservative, and you being the reactionary mind, how would we differ? Well, this is the funny thing. I was uh, I, I in my in my book. I I didn't. I had no sense of what was going to happen in Russia, but I warned about the fact that we uh, that we import most most of our you know billions of dollars of, of fertilizer from other countries. Uh-huh. I said this is this is going to be a disaster if this if our if our supply chain is ever interrupted, then it's going to be impossible for us to grow our own food. We don't even you know we have to import our own cow poop. We make literally nothing in this country, and then lo and behold, when Russia invaded the Ukraine. Uh, economists are now projecting fertilizer sword shortages. So there's, uh, so I think one of the in economics, one of the things that a reactionary understands is that a country that isn't able to provide for its own basic needs uh, is not is never going to be safe and secure. So a rea- the reactionaries and you know going all the way back to Adam Smith, you know Adam Smith, a great conservative hero, um, was a strong proponent of free trade. Yes, but even. Back then there were reactionaries that were saying no no free trade you know their trade is okay but there are limits a country needs to be able to provide for itself um, we can't become too reliant on other countries um, not only is it going to make us unstable but you know trade creates a mercantile elite creates a an elite a, a wealthy kind of quasi aristocracy that is loyal only to its own moneyed interests and they're absolutely right about that and we're seeing those repercussions today yeah, it's something that I've talked about because I think it's a serious discussion that we're not having enough of, especially when it comes to China, who is not a friend of ours and yet produces so many things that we need. I mean, about 80 percent of our medicine is made in China. Not a good thing. And I'm not. And then they'll say, well, let's go to another country that's a friend. And I go, no, let's do it in our own shores. Let's have make it happen here in the United States. We used to be an industrial power. We're not that anymore. 
Yeah, that's right. And uh, there, there, are, there will be really severe implications if, if, uh, if the COVID uh, restrictions, you know, the, the restrictions put on our economy because of COVID, um, if they have long-term effects. And one of the things that I talk about in my book is uh, during the during the Great Depression, about 25% of Americans were in, employed in independent agriculture, meaning you know, family farmers. Right. <clears throat> you still have a couple out there. We don't have so many in the East Coast, but uh, well, but you're you're and, talking actually, you're talking to a state that the biggest uh, the biggest maker of money is still agriculture in this state, and that's a beautiful thing. And I wish that were true out here too. Um, but it's sadly not. And uh, you guys should be okay because FDR, of all people, said that the reason that uh, that America got through the Great Depression is because um, when we, was because when the uh, when Wall Street collapsed, so many Americans were able to just say, okay, well, we're just gonna we're gonna hunger down, and we're gonna eat what we can grow, and we'll give whatever we have left over to our neighbors. Today, I, I forget the statistics because it's been so long since I wrote the book, but it's something like 0.5 percent of Americans. Are, indep- are are employed in independent agriculture, wow. meaning small family farmers. So what we have in the Midwest, and uh, and again, farmers are, are God's people. But what what we have in the Midwest is largely it's uh, you know it's it's a lot of corn and a lot of soy, mm-hmm. and those are cash crops. Um, you know they're they're used to make ethanol and candles and things. Those you know so even even those people that are employed in agriculture, if anything ever happened to our food supply chain. Those people, you can't live off of corn not for very long, anyway. So that would, uh, so that would, so that even even the, the percentage of people in America that are employed in agriculture does not mean that we are a self-sustaining economy. Hmm. That's very, that's very interesting. That's a great point that you're making there, because uh, I guess if you get out to Kansas and you get out to northern Texas and areas like that, then you got the wheat farmers. However. I didn't realize until Russia attacked the Ukraine that uh, the Ukraine feeds a good part of uh, Europe and Africa with the wheat that they grow. Yeah, and this is—I mean—and you think about it, people. We, we survived for you know hundreds of years as a as a robust, civilized country without importing hardly any of our food because it would spoil. Right? There just wasn't really much way to import. Uh, perishable foods, uh, and and so it's totally doable. It's perfectly doable, but we choose not to. And why is that? Well, again, because there are um, there is a small group of people, the Jeff Bezoses of the world, um, who who became extraordinarily wealthy by shortchanging American workers and American farmers by exporting all of those uh, all of those industries overseas. And so now we get our basic necessities. From countries that don't like us, like Russia and China, uh, and so that's and so the reactionary, and I guess this is the, I, 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 I'm, this isn't a uh, this isn't a contest to see who was right and who was wrong. Uh-huh. But um, I think a lot of conservatives deep down really are reactionaries. I don't. I think that they already know this. I think that they've known all along that this probably wasn't a good idea. Well, I can definitely say that I have for years railed about pulling ourselves and bellying up to the bar uh, the bar with uh, with the Chinese however I will say if we go back to when Nixon was president and right after and, and as he opened up the, the bamboo uh, curtain over there that the the main thought process and it goes back to what you were talking about uh, the free market that free marketism uh, moving over into China if 
they got a taste of what, quote, Western culture was, that they would want it so much that uh, the communist rule would break. That has not happened. The communists figured out a way to ratchet up their power, even though in, in the sense they've embraced some, some capitalism. Yeah, you and you know as well as I do that communism and fascism, these all these ideologies are basically the same thing. It's about power. Yes. It's about the government controlling people. And whether, you know, the, the Chinese Communist Party still calls itself the Chinese Communist Party, even though, you know, they own multi-billion dollar corporations like Alibaba, which is basically just, you know, Amazon in China. Um, they, they, they control these companies. They, they are... They're, they are state capitalists. They, they have a capitalist economy that's controlled by the state. It's all the same thing. And so when P, this is another thing that I think should cause more concern is that people say, well, you know, Ch- communist China isn't really communist. Who cares what they call themselves? <laughs> Ultimately, it doesn't matter. This is about, this is about the government controlling the people. Yes. And, uh, yeah, and, 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 whether, and uh, of course, if you, you know, there's absolutely no reason why you couldn't have this quote-unquote communism while still having you know, Disney and NBA, it, does, it doesn't make a difference to them as long as they keep power. And they do. They actually, they have more control over American corporations than the American government. I got you. All right, let's take a break. We're going to talk more with Michael Warren Davis here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I'll be giving away a copy of The Reactionary Mind, Why Conservative Isn't Enough at the end of this half hour. You stay with me on that. Don't forget about ICU protection. I just got my security system hooked up by ICU. It's fantastic. It does what it's supposed to do. It does a great job. Think about having all your doors and window sensors in there, having motion sensors, having 1080p cameras uh, on your house and not paying for that hardware. Because that's the big deal with Billy Mac, the owner of ICU Protection. You pay for the service, but not for the hardware. The hardware is yours. All you have to do is call them, 501-205-1333, 501-205-1333. And all of that important information is sent directly to your cell phone. That's ICU Protection. Call them today, 501-205-1333. All right, uh, the Dave Ellswick Show and our special guest, Michael Warren Davis, the author of the book, The Reactionary Mind, Why Conservative Isn't Enough. And we've already answered that question. And uh, why is it uh, that conservative isn't enough? Well, you need to read this book. But uh, Michael gave a uh, an answer at the beginning of the show. You can go back and go to uh, Facebook slash Dave Ellswick show here later in the day and rewatch that segment if you would so uh, choose. Michael, let me ask you to, to take on a couple of things. First of all, the uh, used to be people knew where their food came from. They knew it came from a farm. Uh, but now you talk to people and they don't think it comes from a farm. They think it comes from the supermarket. In fact, some people think that supermarkets make all the food. Uh, that is not a healthy relationship between the citizen and uh, his food. 
<laughs> I uh, I don't know if you know Joel Salatin. He's a, a great agricultural writer. Um, writes funny, really engaging, informative books, and I couldn't recommend him more highly. And uh, he he's a farmer, and he has school kids that come to his farm to uh, to take a tour and see how where their food comes from. He said I, he said I remember one time a, a young man got off the bus and looked around and said, "Where are the salsa trees?" <laughs> so people, I mean, literally, not only do they not know where their food comes from, they don't know what their food is. They don't, they don't know what salsa is. It's extraordinary. Oh yeah. my lord! Uh, we and 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 when you think about the fact that I, this is the analogy I use in the book, I mean, man was made for the garden, right? I mean, God, when God made man, He put us in the Garden of Eden. Um, we're meant to. We're, we're not. You know, we're not separate from creation. We're part of God's creation. We are creatures. We're things that are created, and we, you know, we flourish when we have this close contact with with our food, with the earth, um, with our soil, uh, with our place. You know, when we're grounded in where we are, um, that's. I mean, that's just that's basic. It's something strangely enough that you know the hippie left is is actually pretty spot on about, and that the conservative right has forgotten. Are you still there? I'm here. Okay, I lost you there for a minute. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so uh, so I think that this is this is crucial, and I'm my wife and I are actually doing an experiment right now. You can, uh, if you follow my blog, you can talk about, we're gonna we're we're gonna do a week of buying all of our groceries for our family, or a month rather, buying all of our groceries for our family from uh, from Market Basket, our local you know blue collar but uh, supermarket, and then uh, you know, buying from a week from some local farmers, and uh, we've, we've we've done it before. I just wanted the precise dollar amounts, but I mean, it's, if you have a local farmers market, if you make a little bit of a sacrifice, it's totally doable to live off of what you uh, off of what you can buy fresh from a, a local a local farmer. It's it's totally doable, um, and not only is it better for your family, it's better for your health, but it's also it's better for uh, it's better for your local economy. It's, it makes it makes for a stronger country. The more localized. Your economy, the more independent businessmen and farmers that we have in our country, the stronger our country will be. That's very good. Very good indeed. And then uh, lastly, my last question is uh, materialism. Materialism has become a god for our country uh, as far as that's concerned. What what do you have to say about that and the reactionary mind? Oh, that's, uh, that's a great question. Uh, I, I have... Uh, I have a, I've written a couple of places about what I call internalized materialism, um, and it's what we do, even many all of us even us Christians Jews you know people of faith we uh, we're constantly bombarded with this idea that you know religion is an interesting private hobby it's it's an interesting speculation but it's uh, you know it's not it's not objectively true it's nothing that we can know for sure uh-huh. um, it's something that we have to we, we you know science is objective religion is, is is religion is more of a private hobby and uh, and this is i mean this is totally unlike what 99.9% of human beings who have ever lived have, have thought about these issues they have we we have our our spirituality our religious sensibility is a sense like smell touch taste um you know when you hold your newborn child in your arms for the first time you know that there's a god because you have this sense right the spiritual sense but the but modern education big business big tech we've been told to suppress this part of ourselves and to find our happiness only in you know well sex uh drugs 
material things, right? Um, we're, we're, we're told that you know, we're, we're, we have a, a whole entertainment industry that is devoted to laughing at, sneering at people who try to seek happiness and family in their local community, uh, in religion, in worship, of course, in, in, in self-discipline. These are laughable, antiquated ideas. To, to so many Americans now, even those of us who uh, who embrace them are a little bit ashamed. We can't help it because we're constantly have these elites laughing at us. And so the the the, the reactionary mind. My book is all about, you know, is is about embracing the adventure of of living a traditional, well ordered life, um, of, focused on God and family and country, uh, in a world that hates us and wants to destroy us because it is an adventure, right? We're wow. we're fighting fighting a, a winning battle for a good cause. I have a picture that hangs over my dining room table in my home. Uh, my father had it. It's set over our dining room table in his house. And it is of a picture of looking out a window from the home, looking out over a field of wildflowers. And on the table is an open Bible, and it says, uh, God, family, country. And that's how I've tried to raise my kids, you know. I mean, that, that's so important to do. I, I wanted to read a couple of sentences from your book, if I might. You're talking about the nanny state, and it says, The nanny state, as the name suggests, is um, babies its citizens. It has erected a massive welfare system like a crib to protect its charges from any inconvenience or discomfort. It provides its children to people with a constant supply of oil, which they suck down like mother's milk, and shiny, useless trinkets to keep them entertained. But that crib in time acts like a cage. The children don't have room to stretch their legs, to work their muscles. They grow up stunted, weak, utterly dependent on their nurse. I couldn't have said that better, and I appreciate your book, The Reactionary Mind, Why Conservative Isn't Enough. you got a blog. What's the address on that? Oh, well, thanks. It's, uh, it's commonman.substack.com. Uh, and if you just Google my name, Michael Warren Davis, it'll pop up. Um, but I post once a week. It's totally free for anyone who wants to read. And it's all solid reactionary content, I promise. All right, Michael, thank you so much for your time. We'd need to do this again. The reactionary mind, why conservative isn't enough. Michael Warren Davis. Thank you so much, Michael. By the way, I got a copy oh, of the you, book. God bless. In fact, I got a copy of the book that has been autographed by Michael Warren Davis. If you want it, be the first caller right now. 2501-823-0965. News is next, and then we'll come back and talk about China. We're back with you here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. And we're going to talk about a subject that uh, there was a writer with the Washington Post by the name of Getz that I used to have on constantly. I don't know if Bill is still around or not. But we spent a lot of time talking about China. And uh, this was back in the 90s when nobody – when China was looked on as – our friends, so to speak. Uh, and that started when we thought that if we opened the door, uh, you know, to trade with China and kind of gave them a taste of materialism through the free market, that uh, coming, the CCP would disappear and the people of China would become more democratic. That has, it has been just the opposite, in fact. And uh, 
Steve Mosier has written the book, Bully of Asia, While China's Dream is the New Threat to the World Order. This is kind of an updated version of that book. It came out back in 2017, and uh, nobody listened to him then. I don't even know if they're really listening to him now. We're going to talk to him in just a moment, but I, I need to remind you about East End Towing and how they are there to help you no matter what happens to you on the road. If your car breaks down or your truck breaks down, uh, they'll come out and get you. If your car breaks down or your truck breaks down and you're towing your boat or you're towing your trailer, they can help you with that as well. What if your trailer is what breaks down? You know, the the uh, the tire, a couple tires blow out of one. Well, they can help you with that as well. What you need to do is call them. Now, just put them on your towing, you know, in your, in your phone. Uh, 501-888-8849. 501-888-8849. All right, I think everybody missed that I was giving away a copy of The Reactionary Mind because I mentioned it so fast at the end of the hour. If you would like uh, the copy of that book and the copy that I personally have that I'm going to give away is also autographed, you can do so uh, by calling 501 823 823-0965. And if you're the first caller, you get the copy of that book. Uh, and I'll be happy to, to give it to you and uh, for you to read as well. Just as I'm going to give away a copy of Bully of Asia, you need to know about, you need to read this book. I'm just telling you, it's important. So Stephen is waiting to talk to us. Stephen, thanks for being patient with me and, and joining us here on the, the, the Dave Ellswick Show. Did you know by any chance, did you know Bill Getz? Uh, I did, yes, years ago, years ago. Yep. Uh, uh, the China field is not that large, uh, sadly, because we need a lot more China watchers and people who are fluent in the Chinese language than we actually have, because China is the number one threat on the horizon. Bill was uh, onto that threat early. Uh, I was actually the first American social scientist in China back in 1979 and was an eyewitness to forced abortions, forced sterilizations, and the one-child policy back in the days when I was at Stanford University. So uh, I've seen I've seen the horrors of uh, Chinese communism up close and personal, and, of course, they're, uh, they're equally horrific today in many areas. All right. Well, let, let's talk about, about China. Uh, maybe America kind of ha- has woke up. I mean, we just got done uh, talking uh, on the air uh, a moment ago with uh, Warren Davis about uh, the reactionary mind, and we talked about China, and that, you know, since the 70s, we thought that free trade would be the panacea, that would be the way to bring uh, China into the fold, so to speak, and it has not worked. In fact, it's as we're starting to find out, it's failed miserably. And now we got all of these companies that are over in China having things that we used to make here in the United States being made there. And uh, it doesn't sound like people have learned their lesson. You, you say to them, well, what we need to do is make these items here in the United States. And they go, no, what we need to do is just go where cheap labor is at with a friendly nation. Well, let me just say that a friendly nation today may be your enemy tomorrow. And it would seem smart to me to bring that that uh, that power of your own production back into your own, your own borders. Uh, we just have not learned the lesson of China well, have we? Well, we haven't, and we need to learn another lesson, and that is the Chinese Communist Party 
has been at war with the United States almost since its founding uh, back in the 1920s and 30s. Chairman Mao, from the very beginning, the late Mao Zedong, what they called the great helmsman, uh, the guy who is responsible for the deaths of tens of millions of Chinese, has said, said all along, uh, way back in the 1940s, 50s, 60s, and until his death in the 70s, uh, that the primary enemy in the world was the United States of America, and that China, the Chinese Communist Party, was going to replace uh, the United States of America as the dominant power on the planet. So the tactics have changed, eh, but the but the goal, the goal, the strategic goal of the Chinese Communist Party has never varied. Uh, they think there's not enough room on the planet for both of us, and they think at the end of the day that they will dominate the world. That's the whole point of the book, Bully of Asia. They've got a plan, uh, really a 100-year plan, that began in 1949 when the People's Republic of China was established. It's supposed to come to fruition in 2049 when China will be the dominant power on the planet. And that doesn't just mean that the U.S. is in number two position. The goal of the Chinese Communist Party is to turn China into the factory floor of the world where all goods are made in China. And the rest of the world does what? Well, the rest of the world supplies raw materials to China's factories. It feeds China's workers. And it passively consumes products made in China. So that we're sort of reduced to, I don't know, what they used to call a vassal state or a tributary state of China. Uh, That's not a world that I or my children or grandchildren want to live in. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. And let's just, let's talk about that, all right? Because look at what China is buying up right now. They're buying up the farmland of America. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. they're, they're buying it up by huge, huge swaths. Uh, in this country, and we're not doing anything to stop it. Yeah, a couple of states have passed laws uh, forbidding foreign ownership of farmland. I think that needs to be done at the national level. Uh, Food security is national security. That should be clear to us all because of the baby formula shortage. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yesterday, uh, one of my daughters just had her fourth child. Uh, Fortunately, she's going to breastfeed, uh, but if she had to to get formula, it would be hard to come by where she lives. So... um, Food security is national security. We've got to control our farmland. And, and we also need to, of course, uh, increase energy production, control the border, and all those other things. Because across the southern border is coming fentanyl, which comes from China. Yes. The precursor drugs for fentanyl uh, come from China. The Chinese Communist Party, I guarantee you, knows exactly where the factories are in China that are making this junk. And who's sending it to the cartels in northern Mexico so it can be processed and sent across the border to kill 107,000 Americans last year? This is the third opium war. The first two were launched by Great Britain against China over the question of opium. The third one is launched by China against the United States uh, because uh, they want to use this to weaken us. And, And weaken us they are. Yeah, they they definitely that definitely is true. So let's say you you make you uncover China's shameless outlining of seven political perils the Chinese must resolutely guard against. Let's start. Let's just do a couple of them for folks to to, to think about human rights. All we got to think is about the Uyghurs. Uh, as far as human rights go, uh, they have the place of the Jews from fascism in Nazi Germany. Yeah. And uh, it, it's terrible what they do to these people. And yet, you know, world, the, 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 our country and major corporations turn their backs at what the Chinese do. 
Yeah, uh, the, the, the Uyghur population of the far west uh, are Turkey-speaking peoples who have been there for thousands of years, okay? This is their homeland. Uh, their homeland has been free and independent over much of human history. It was taken by the People's Republic of China, by the Red Army, in the early days of the existence of the People's Republic of China back in 1950, and it has been under the control of the Chinese Communist Party ever since. But in recent years, under the new Red Emperor, who is uh, a clone of the late Chairman Mao, the current Red Emperor is Xi Jinping. Emperor Xi issued an order several years ago to show no mercy uh, to the Turkish-speaking Uyghurs in the far west. And, and the Communist Party has been merciless ever since. It has locked up a million and a half Uyghur men. It has sent hundreds of thousands of policemen to live with the Uyghur women who are now alone, effectively widows because their husbands are in jail and may never come home. And, and, and the small children are being sent off to uh, uh, nursery schools and to boarding schools run by Han Chinese where they do not learn their own language. Uh, they're not allowed to talk to their parents except uh, for half an hour every month. They're estranged from their history, their culture, their language. All of the ancient shrines in, in western, eastern Turkestan, which is what uh, Xinjiang is called by, uh, by its native people, the Uyghurs, all the shrines, uh, all the temples are being torn down uh, by the Chinese Communist Party. The whole history and culture of these people is being extinguished. The goal is really to have their minds and to turn them all into obedient little uh, Han Chinese to extinguish their culture forever. And you know what? In the prisons, the worst thing that happens, now there are lots of bad things that happen in Chinese prisons, the worst things that, uh, that happen are that when the Uyghur prisoners are brought in, they're tissue-typed, their blood is taken, and if they are a match for someone who wants a heart or a liver or a lung or a kidney from overseas who's willing to pay $150,000 for it, they're executed not for any crime, they're executed for their organs. It's called forced organ harvesting. It leaves the victims dead. It leaves the uh, person who's paying for the new heart uh, with the new heart, and it leaves the uh, Communist Party that much richer. This is a multi-billion dollar a year business in China. Man, you make my blood run cold when you talk about things like that. You oh, really it, do. It's, it's absolutely horrific. They've got... Uh, and the airports in, uh, in Xinjiang and, and where the Uyghurs live, there are special green lanes for the medical personnel who are carrying the boxes, uh, the little ice boxes with the, the chilled hearts and livers and everything for transplant out of western Turkestan and out of that area back into uh, China proper where they can be transplanted. Um, it's just it's really big business in China. Um, and uh, a lot of Uyghur young, young people are being sacrificed in, in this way, uh, especially to people who want. You can order a, a heart in China uh, in advance. They will tissue type you, and you can go to China, and the heart will be waiting for you. You don't have to wait for a transplant. How can that happen? That can only happen because they're killing people on demand. Unbelievable. Stephen Mosier is our guest. We'll be back to finish up our conversation. Bully of Asia, why China's dream is the new threat to world order. We'll get deeper into that as we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back, final segment with our guest, Stephen Moser. Uh, Bully of Asia is the name of the book, Why China's Dream is the New Threat to the World Order. Uh, 
you're going to be my new go-to guy, Stephen. So uh, I got your number, so I can I can follow you now, and uh, keep in touch with you because. Uh, when things happen with China, I'll probably be calling to see if you'll join me on the air to talk about this like I used to use with Bill. So uh, there's just a lot of things going on with this country. We were talking about a couple of the seven political perils that the Chinese are resolutely uh, guarding against. And uh, we talked about human rights. Let's talk about the free market. A lot of people think that China is a free market. It is anything but a free market, correct? Correct. Oh, absolutely. It's a state-controlled market. Now, uh, what the Deng Xiaoping did, uh, he was the leader who followed Chairman Mao back in the late 70s. He famously said, you know, it doesn't matter whether a, a cat is black or white as long as it catches mice. Uh, and he allowed the Chinese people, who are natural entrepreneurs, to start their own businesses. But there was never any question that ultimately everything in China belongs to the state. Everything in China belongs to the Chinese Communist Party. And that was made clear a few years ago by the new Red Emperor, Xi Jinping, who has set up now in every company of China a branch of the Chinese Communist Party. He's got a board member on every major company who is a member of the Chinese Communist Party and represents the party on the board. And the largest uh, tech companies in China, uh, the owners will say, everything I have, I owe to the state. Everything I have, I owe to the Chinese Communist Party. So effectively, the party owns China lock, stock, and barrel, and it is it is uh, the party's to do with as it wishes. So that's that's the state of play in China. They'll allow you to run your own business, pretend to run your own business, but if they need you, if they're in a crisis, uh, they wouldn't hesitate to take it over lock, stock, and barrel. So there is really no free market in China, and and look. We, we talk about the millions of jobs and the tens of thousands of factories we've lost in China. That has been lost through fair and open competition. That's been lost by cheating. That's been lost by stealing intellectual property. It's been lost by treating the Chinese Communist Party treats its workers as serfs or slaves. Uh, you saw that on display in Shanghai over the last couple of months, mm-hmm. where they locked workers in their factories to keep the production lines going, even as they lock down the entire city because of COVID. So that's what you're facing in China. Free, free labor cannot compete with slave labor. And so we should separate, we should disengage, uh, we should separate our economy from China and stop buying uh, those cheap Chinese-made goods. Yeah, let's talk about how the Chinese use our freedoms in our own country to further their own cause, something that we have uh, succeeded at here in Arkansas, uh, and it had to be through a state lawmaker, not through one of our national lawmakers, is things like the Confucius Institute and things of that nature. Uh, You know, organizations that are on our own college campuses that are just nothing more than, uh, you know, a whorehouse for spies. Yeah, the the Confucius Institutes really should be named, you know, the Chairman Mao Institutes or the Chinese Communist Institutes, because that's, in fact, what they are. Uh, They're funded by a branch of the Chinese Communist Party. The heads of them are carefully vetted, carefully selected by the party uh, to come over to the United States and indoctrinate uh, young Americans, to pretend to be teaching young Americans about Chinese language and history, but actually give them uh, the Chinese Communist point of view on the world. And, and guess what? Years ago, uh, we said, okay, you want to set up Confucius Institutes on American campuses? Uh, we're going to set up George Washington Institutes uh, at the universities in China. Guess what the Chinese Communist Party said? They said, no way. 
Yeah, so absolutely I'm not. In favor of strict reciprocity. If they won't allow us to do it there, then they shouldn't be allowed to do it here. If we can't buy ads in the People's Daily and promote our views, then they shouldn't be allowed to buy ads in American newspapers. If we can't, um, for example, broadcast freely on Radio Free Asia into China because it's jammed by the Chinese Communist Party, I helped to set up Radio Free Asia in the early 90s, by the way. I was on the commission that did that. Then they shouldn't be allowed to broadcast here. They shouldn't be allowed to own radio stations and TV stations. So they use the very openness of our society against us to undermine us with the ultimate goal of destroying us. That's the 100-year plan. That's what we have to be aware of. Well, last, let's go back to the free market. Let's talk about if you're a company and you go to do business in China. The way I understand is when you when they say yes, one of the reasons they say yes is that they 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 set up a mirror company next to your company, so to speak, and they make the same thing that your that this company is making, and they're privy to all the internal communications and things of that nature. And so, a few years down the road, the mirror company is is as strong as the company that they're next to, and they take over, and the other companies is SOL at that point. Yeah, there are some there are some really uh, amazing stories in this regard. There was one German company uh, that set up a manufacturing facility in China, and every time they shipped the tools to China, they were somehow lost, and they had to send the second shipment over. And at the end of the day, they discovered that not only was their factory up and running, but just a mile away there was another factory up and running and producing exactly the same thing, mm-hmm. only they got set up for free because those were where all the lost tools the manufacturing equipment wound up. So that sort of theft, maybe not quite that blatant, occurs all the time in China. Uh, there is no rule of law. Whatever benefits the party in China is what is what happens, is how the judges rule, is how the system rules. So the game is rigged against American companies. And if you do make a profit in China, you can't repatriate your profits. You can't get your money out of China. You're locked in forever. You effectively become a hostage of China and forced to do their will uh, or you'll be shut out of China entirely. What do you think about big tech and their unholy alliance with the the Chinese government? Oh, I, I not much. Uh, I think that uh, going into uh, artificial intelligence research uh, with China, as apparently uh, some of the companies have done, is a grave mistake. Artificial intelligence in China is highly advanced. Uh, it is so advanced, in fact, that in Beijing, if you jaywalk, the security camera will see you jaywalking. It will identify you using face recognition technology. The artificial intelligence will then deduct the fine from your bank account without any human intervention. It is a high-tech digital dictatorship. Uh, The walls are closing in on the Chinese people. And, you know, those of us who've lived through, we've all lived through the COVID nightmare of the last two years. And we have sort of a faint sense of what life is like under a high-tech digital dictatorship where the government's watching all the time. And we don't want any part of it, but that's daily life in China today, and it's only getting worse. All right. Our guest, Stephen Mosier. Stephen, thank you very much. I've got your number. I'll be in touch with you. I appreciate you very much being with us this half hour. Name of the book, Bully of Asia, Why China's Dream is a New Threat to the World Order. I've got a copy of the book. I'll give it away to the first caller, 501-823-0965. 501-823-0965. If you like a copy of the book, I'll be happy to supply you for your library. Stephen Mosier, thank you very much, sir. 
Thank you, David. All right. Great to have him on. Really super. All right. Tomorrow, Friday. Woohoo! I'm excited. We got uh, Robert coming on. We've got some other folks coming on. I don't know if Chris is coming on or not. Uh, 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 Stephen Davis will be on with us tomorrow, and we'll talk uh, the Travs. Uh, that will probably happen in the first part of the 9 o'clock hour. All right, we've got a winner of our book, so don't call in looking for the book now. It's been given away. I'll see you tomorrow morning. Have a great afternoon. 6 a.m., we reconvene. Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.